Is there is there is there a ghost? Do you have ghosts in your apartment? I mean, I don't. I wish I did. Then I'd make them pay part of the rent. Have you ever seen a ghost? I believe I have. Really? Yeah. Did what? What? In what capacity? Tell me, because I've never seen a ghost, and I've always wanted to see a ghost. Um, I've seen a building that was demolished have a person that did not look like they were from my era looking out. Really? And the building after that happened, I talked to somebody across the street at the cafe. And I was like, there was a lady in that window that's like, she got in. And they're like, oh no, that's that's a ghost. We see a ghost there all the time. And really? before, yeah, and they said before the hotel closed down, the people would re- complain on the same floor of a woman Wow. I was like, oh, weird, because they were like super casual, like, oh, no, that's just the ghost. We <laughs> and I was like, it just sounds like a, a woman's living up there with like, and they're like, no, the police come. There's no woman in there. There's just. But I, I see. I know those people that have seen them before and that become very casual about them. And it's always weird. Like, oh, no, that's that's just Fran. That's she's just <laughs> yeah. being Fran. Like, what? It's a ghost. Well, I don't believe just because it's a ghost is up to any good or up to bad. Well, that's a good point. That's you have a very good view of humanity and the ghost amity. What, what, what is the ghost? Well, it's not like the ghost is up to just flipping everyone off. Like, hey, you know, the ghost but, is just looking out at the world. And I'm yeah, sure the I ghost guess, is bored. I guess in our culture, the ghosts are typically thought of as having come back to resolve an mm-hmm. issue. Uh, but I think worldwide, people tend to uh, live with ghosts a little bit more commonly. Mm-hmm than we do so i think so i think that that's just a narrative in a movie for a reason for there to be a ghost and for their ghost to leave and to give the story a journey yeah yeah that's a good point that's a good point but who's to say that just because there's an energy that's still present that that energy has much more of a journey outside of just still having more energy yeah there there, there really should be a movie about ghosts just kind of fucking around you know just just having fun you know just yeah totally just, where they're just, just like throwing out just having you know they're going on a ski vacation just having a good time <laughs> yeah just like why are you still here i just got too much energy I, yeah it's not a, <laughs> exactly exactly evan told me to go back for a week like like have you you've been to a funeral i'm sure where there's an open casket mm-hmm. and the body feels lifeless right I think that it's exact opposite on the other side where there's still life present in the energy, but no capacity of body. No, no mass for the energy to be in. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I think it's exactly what that is. Just the opposite. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so you mm-hmm. believe in a, an afterlife. I do. Okay. But are you Catholic? Not at all. Really? I'd even go as far as to say atheist, really? but believe in an afterlife. I know. I know that's like just like picking one page out of the pamphlet. No, like, no, this it, is it, it. Is it is it a spiritual afterlife you believe in, or is it a uh, a, a multi universe? This is a simulation afterlife, or some something other than that. Okay, I'll downgrade away from atheist and go. I'm open to whatever it is. Okay, I'm not I'm not married to any idea of no idea. I am completely open to the idea of like it being whatever it is. If I die and it just starts over, so be it. Mm-hmm. Or if they talk to me first and then start me over, so be it. However it works. It like, seems... did you ever see the movie Defending Your Life? Oh, sure, sure. Like, I'm open to that idea. I'd love that idea. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the best. That's one of the best movies. 
Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's curious whenever someone has a very strong opinion about the afterlife. So it's yeah, like, you, you at best you're coming in at maybe ten percent knowledge of this. At best, even so. that's a guess of what the ten percent is. Because yeah. like, if somebody really has a strong opinion of the afterlife and what it is, mm. I can't trust their opinion at all. Yeah, yeah. They're like, it's, no, no. I've definitely developed what I think is a fact based on no facts. Right, exactly, but like, exactly. But to be like, I'm completely skeptical because there's zero facts is way more intelligent. Yeah, yeah. But that's all, but for me also, I mean, you're talking about atheism. For me, the other end of that is also just like, but you don't know. You're an atheist. I don't, you don't know. know. No, I nobody don't know. fucking, nobody fucking knows. We'll just, so we'll just, if maybe it is just a bunch of bunnies and puppies running around and we're just yeah. hanging out with them, drinking beer all day long. That's, that could be just as likely hey, as anything That sounds else. great too. Yeah. I'll take that. If that's what it is, I die and all of a sudden just turned by puppies and beer. Wouldn't it be great? Uh, I mean, well, that... guess guess the afterlife is for alcoholics, you know, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that does sound like a heaven. Like if you're like heaven is this place where it's all great all the time. Seems like puppies and beer. For, you, for be... me as a not drinker, if they're like, there's no water, oh, there's only enough. beer, and then enough. I walk around, look around, like just see the people really enjoying <laughs> it with their heavenly gout. And I'm just like, ah, oh, sucks. I didn't get into that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might not be actually heaven if you show up in that place. Yeah, and I definitely believe that heaven and hell are the same space. You know, like, oh, what's what is one person's heaven is where another person works, and that's their hell. Like, oh, look at all the servants. Isn't it great? And, like, the servants are like, this is hell. Wow. Well, for every Disneyland. No, I've not heard that concept before. That's 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 kind of dark, though, right? Does like yeah, but I don't. I'm I go to Disneyland frequently when it's open. Uh, And I definitely noticed that the employees don't look happy. It's been very apparent. (laughs) And you go, oh yes, for my dreams to come true, there has to be a city of sad people that are just (laughs) impoverished and everyone in line is just happy and they got to deal with all the happy people while they're just pushing a button and listening to the same 15 seconds of music. But if there was a, 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 an all powerful God, wouldn't, I would think he would be able to create robots. robots that could do that, you know, be your butler in heaven and be like super excited about it. I like that you're still stuck on kinetic earth. We're like, we'll have robots. Well, but you know what I mean? Or clouds or angels or uh, yeah. yeah, It it seems like in the place of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but I I mean, I like from what you're saying in a sort of, it sounds like a good movie idea that someone goes to heaven, but they realize hell is also, you know, they, they're in the same place. And they gotta realize they gotta decide if they're gonna stay or not because their happiness depends on other people's misery. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can write that. You can. I will. I will not claim any sort of copyright on that. You, you thank you for that. the uh, the option on my own option. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think podcasts are binding contracts now. Are they binding contracts? I mean, I know that they're not, but it certainly <laughs> feels like it sometimes. So, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, normally the interview is me talking to you with questions, but I'll take the opposite. I'll do it every yeah. time. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I should preface because I don't know exactly when I'm releasing this. The, mm-hmm. Right now is November 4th. Right, right. Yeah, or we are. The, or is it November 5th? It's for the 5th. Let's see here. Uh, you are at the number five. It is the fifth. The number five. So mm-hmm. currently the election counting is still happening. It is the most uh, anxiety-producing time in uh, human history, I think. It's, yeah, it, it's, 
it CNN is still having programming, but realistically, on Tuesday, it could be like, we'll be right back after these sponsors, and it could have not updated at all since then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's been no actual update. It's just, it's like watching Sports Center, where you're like, well, this isn't sports. They're just yeah. recapping the day, right, right, just right. Recapping Tuesday over and over and over again. Yeah, it's all day has just been me checking Twitter to see is it finally has it finally happened? Yeah, has it happened? And it, and it mm-hmm. has not. And it has not. So yeah, exactly. and it could be a couple other days because like the two thousand thing took a month. So this could be going on for. Yeah, so we got. I guess I got to kind of learn. That was the first election I voted in. So like I remember. Mm-hmm. Was that the, who would you vote for? I no, voted. No, 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 no shame either way. The only president I've ever voted for that won is Obama. Okay, so that that I've never fun. voted for a president who's won since then. Really? Um, yeah, unless Biden wins this one, then there we go. Okay. Then I got a second one in. That's good. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's looking good. It's looking good, but I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to discuss it at this point. You know what I mean? I don't want to mm-hmm. dis- that he could win. It's just I think everybody has their rally caps on. Yeah, it's it's very much like baseball where we're like, hey, let's um let not talk to the pitcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like definitely all of those people, we haven't heard a word from Pence, we haven't heard a word from Trump or uh, the Biden Harris camp. We've well, heard Trump, a little, I'm, you know, but we've heard snippets. Nothing big. Trump just had a, a, a an awful press conference. I don't know. If you oh, I missed that. it. No, yeah, I, I totally it was, missed. It was pretty it. bad. It was pretty bad. Even to where like the anchors on CNN cut it off. And they were saying he's uh, this. This is a bad thing that he's doing right now. So <laughs> it's it's so this could be a really really wild month or two uh, if mm-hmm. he loses, which I think is the thing a lot of us are very concerned about. No, for sure, and I know that that's uh, definitely the possibility. Mm-hmm. I also find it very funny, which I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just you find it funny because it's like a, a bully getting knocked down a peg. Yeah, it's like definitely watching like those instant karma things on Reddit where mm-hmm, someone's mm-hmm. like just knocking shit over and then someone pushes the kid over and then the kid throws the biggest tantrum as if right. like, how did this happen? It's the same exact thing, except it's an old man. And so right. like, I- I'm just watching like, yes, this is what happens when you're a jerk forever. <laughs> yeah, it is It is funny the whole stop the because he's been uh, tweeting stop the recount or stop the count. Yeah, but the only way he can win is if the count goes forward. Uh, I under, yeah, I, it's the same thing. But you're also like, he's never claimed to understand politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here we are, four years later, still trying to apply logic. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's like you ever play darts with somebody who doesn't know the rules, and they're like, right. "Is that good?" And you're like, "You, you won." Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> That's what this kind of feels like, and it's felt like the last four years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How, how, how are you holding up during this? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I got all my hats. Nothing. Yeah. Look, like- look, so, so I, I, I don't think you talked about it in your last episode, but uh, you, you're not wearing hats these days. I did not talk about it in my last episode, which means you listened to the last episode. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I haven't really worn a hat, I think since uh, March, wow. uh, maybe here or there one or two. You know, there was a couple things that happened once quarantine started that I like just developed different habits in, you know, like okay. I started drinking radically less coffee. Mm-hmm. I started uh, sleeping in way more. I started wearing less hats. I started shaving my head. Now, now was that, is, did you stop wearing hats because you didn't want it to be dirty, covered in COVID diseases? 
or was no i was wearing less hats because i was just leaving the house less often and so i got used to not putting one on every day oh interesting. interesting and then i started leaving the house without one and you're like oh this isn't like naked no one's right. like excuse me sir where's your hat and i am still wearing a facial accessory by having a mask on i wonder if the mask is like the same to me mentally where it's like oh no i've already put on the thing for my head and now i leave the house it's a little it's a little bit of a blanket like yeah linus's blanket um the the hat definitely was linus's blanket although i never did stand up in a hat even though people will claim Hmm. they've seen me do that Hmm. because i felt like it was important to see my face and so I've always in the back of my mind thought I should stop wearing the hat so much so people could see my face more just in general. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is just, a, this is gave you the opportunity to uh, grow and evolve. I guess I just made a new habit. <laughs> Although I still have all these hats. So what am I going to do? You know, that's yeah, a solid hat collection you got behind you. Thank you. If uh, you need any and you love the Chicago Cubs specifically, just if you love the Chicago Cubs. Are they all Cubs hats? Oh, great uh almost i would say about 80 percent of them really yeah well i would buy like probably about three or four cubs hats a year and i just still have them hmm so that that was your thing you were the cub hat guy i guess it yeah sure i mean everybody's got a thing everybody's got a thing yeah i didn't i mean i didn't try to make it necessarily my branding but also did and Mm. so I, i went with it i used to collect weird plates at thrift stores Oh, I love where this is going already. So, wait, <laughs> do you still have weird plates? No, no. When I moved out here from New York, they they found their way back to the thrift store. Mm. So, but the thrift store was like, we were surprised with every one of these sales, and now, yeah, we're exactly, stuck with this exactly. collection. It was just what? such a great granny hobby from the fifties. There was always weird plates you would find. You know, like the wait, collectors. So plates. yeah, I know. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Wait, so like the collectors ones you don't eat off of. Correct, correct. The ones that are like okay. two-thirds the size and that you display them in your curio cabinet. So when people mm-hmm. come over, they have a, they, oh, look at that. You've been to Montana. Uh, For or, sure. I've had a couple of those in my life. Yeah. Um, all from gifts. And you go, this is actually really fun to display. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then you're like, there's nothing I'm ever going to do with this. I'm never going to eat on this commemorative plate. Right. It stays there until until you die or you move across the country. That's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the first commemorative plate you got? Oh, man. I don't know. I remember having one. Uh, I think it was uh, a Fonzie saying a. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, seriously, how could you not buy that? That would be weird to turn that down. You can watch me turn down things like that every day. I have really? no problem not buying. Yeah. Fonzie, a, a drawing of Fonzie. Saying yeah. A, you could pass that by. Mm-hmm. You have a heart of stone I've n- there. <laughs> I've never felt an affinity for Fonzie. I don't think it's an affinity. It's the fact that that exists. That I think that's what drew me to draws me to stuff like that. The fact that it was made. The fact that there was a boardroom where someone was like, you know, Fonzie's really popular. Mm-hmm. What if we put him on a plate? And then they did. and then someone's like, well, I don't want to eat off of it, and they're like. That's what at the point. Exactly. Exactly. So you can't. The whole process took place. They went to the the plate factory Mm -hmm. and they had a graphic designer design it and they made it and then they shipped it out and then somebody bought it. That that just all that whole process is so absurd to me. The thing I I like about the visual of that day is there's in my mind, there's a Mm -hmm. conveyor belt of a ton of 
plates. They all have Fonzie on them. They're all going A. And then throughout the day, everyone that works at it looks at it and eventually it's like, eh. like under their breath. Oh, just to sure. themselves. Oh, my God. It must have been oh, the yeah, you best can't. time at the plate factory. Yeah. Oh, on Fonzie Day? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Because usually it was like, you know, Richard Nixon plates. You know, stuff is kind of like a downer. And you got a Fonzie coming along. That's, that's I have coming. never seen a downer commemorative plate. I've never like they don't make one that they sell at Auschwitz at the gift shop. You know, like oh. they are definitely like of the Star Trek captains and right, commemorating right. movies and TV shows in my mind more so than the state of Montana. But sure. <laughs> but you, you, but you're a collector of stuff in general, though, aren't you? I am, and I'm starting to sell it by a lot. Really? I, uh, yeah, I just looked around and went, I don't know the difference between this and hoarding anymore. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I looked at my baseball cards from that I've had for 20 years. And I'm like, wait, the plan was one day I'll sell this. And I'm almost 40 and I haven't sold a one. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm going to start to sell all of this. I don't need any of this. This is, I don't understand why I even have some of them. How many baseball cards do you think you have? Um... Probably just a couple thousand, which isn't much. Wow. If you, it isn't much if you think about an actual collector. Really? An actual collector would have like ten to twenty thousand easily. Really? Like two thousand's not much for like that's a casual collection. Really? Yeah. Wow. I I had no idea. I just yeah. I, so when, when you're a baseball card collector, I'm assuming there is a different standard of baseball cards than the, the tops that you get with the bubble gum or or is that the gold standard uh you're going to rephrase that question because it's much more complicated than that all right so as a baseball card collector do you get them all at 7-eleven in tops bubble gum uh, packs no you go to all different kinds of stores although uh when you saw me at target the other day it was because mm-hmm. i wanted to see if they had baseball cards there uh-huh. because they sell them for the retail price and so getting them at a place like that where they're being sold at the suggested retail price is the best way to get them. Mm, okay, okay. But Does it come these with tops cards, these are, okay, this is how complicated baseball cards have gotten. All right, so go. within these tops cards, there's always some chase cards that, were, that have autographs on them and stuff or like a piece of like the merchandise. So like they'll have a piece of their hat or a piece of their jersey. But there's also, tops has done something where there'll be like a $400 box. And this $400 box only has eight cards in it. And all of them are autographed. And all of them are pieces of their jersey. And those aren't being sold at Target. Those are only at the specialty stores. But those are the ones that people are chasing now. And they're they're pretty cool. You know, like... All right. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. You know, there's a piece of the jersey and a piece of the number. Oh, guy. I see. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, so you can... So I know like this... if a someone was looking at the visual they'd be mad that i touched the card directly but you know got a little piece of actual game used cubs jersey and that but that's Fantastic. like that is a very that's thick for a card that's like when so the cards mm-hmm. seem to have uh, evolved into something a little bit different than what i was thinking of cards exactly about, what is that about a quarter inch thick uh yeah i would say about okay that's why those ones are sold in a box of eight and they're as big as the regular thing. Like that's because they're like, no, 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 no. We spent more time significantly with this. Mm. And if we put this in an actual pack, it wouldn't turn out very well. Or if they do have those in the actual packs, it's really just a white card with a serial number. You go onto the website, type in the serial number, and then they give you, they mail you the card another date. 
Mm, so you can't tell from the card weight you know like because people would do that where they would weigh them and then figure out which packs they want to open because <laughs> those are the ones with the specialties in it really yeah of course wow. it's like a lottery oh thing. you can't figure out a system without someone figuring out a cheat <laughs> and so what are you so what are you going to do with your cards now you're going to sell them on ebay is that what you do or is there like a collector i'm going to keep the cubs ones that i really like mm -hmm. but the rest of them i've put a lot of them on the internet right now Really? Um, yeah, and I've talked to a couple people about, like, do you know Dante Chang? I uh, don't believe so. Maybe he's a comic. He has a he opened up a card store in Melrose, and I talked to him mm. about dropping off some of the bigger ones that he could sell. Mm. You know, something he could put in his case. So, like, the Michael Jordans and stuff are going to go to him. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah, I mean, you, it's not that crazy. Trust me. Like, it is. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. It sounds like you're sitting on potentially like some actual. Money. That's what it sounds like, but mm. no, really? No, that's the whole point is you're like, this card's worth blank, 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 but we're going to give you this for it. So the card's actually only worth this for it. Mm. Like, so like all those Michael Jordan cards you will find on the internet for anywhere from $5 to $400. But in reality, because they're sitting from five to 400, that means they're actually five. They're always the lowest you're actually going to find it. So what you're saying so, is that you should have been collecting Fonzie plates this whole time. Well, let's ask you this. How much did you sell all those Fonzie plates for? Oh, I gave them all away. They... Exactly. <laughs> there, so there's no I'm value saying, except for you what's are in my talking heart. to me. You're like, you might have thousands of dollars. And I'm like, mm. I probably have hundreds of dollars. All right. So from thousands bad. of cards. It's not. But it's also not like <laughs> it's also not quit your job or anything crazy. It's nothing right. insane like that. It's nothing that I nothing even worth bragging about to be like, hey, I just sold three hundred dollars in cards. Can you believe it? Like, it's not crazy. Um, but it's also not I have to give them away, or no one will take them. Right. Like a Fonzie plate. <laughs> there you. I'm gonna go on eBay yeah. afterwards and see what Fonzie plates are going for. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter what they're being sold for. It matters what you unload it for. It matters how much they are worth in your heart. Because I don't have, a, that's the thing. I don't have anything in my heart for these things. Oh, there you go. I feel like we just, this was like the end of a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> no, I, I started you're, you're the, the dad. You're the dad who's very, oh, you got to collect cards. And I'm like, but I want to collect Fonzie plates. And this is how it resolves. <laughs> so it stars Adam Sandler? Uh, oh, but I want to plates. <laughs> I can see him. I can see him being attached to this script. Sure, mm -hmm, sure. Um, there's things I do have emotional attachment to, but they're not the things that are like of value or really like on display. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying you don't have a heart. Okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I know you know how to love. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about me, barely about your plates. But what is the first plate you had where you went, you know what? I'm going to get 20 more of these kinds of plates. Was it the I, Fonzie one? I think so. I think so. Yeah. And then what, what after that came? Was there one where you're just like, oh, my God, this might be the, t the topper of the cake? Uh, oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, uh, I was really into dog plates. There's a lot of like every breed of dog has its own plate. 
and so got into dog plates for a while because you know it's it's nice just to have pictures of dogs around your house <laughs> just drawings of dogs i mean that's a, that's 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 classy that's yeah i mean i guess that's that's kind of like the analog version of reddit Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. And I, I mean, I was in New York at the time, and that's a you know, you got to be hip. And that was the only the... way you could see a dog in the city, you know, yeah, it's on a plate. Yeah. But yeah, the, there's a the dogs. Every dog breed has its own uh, assortment of junk you can buy towards that dog. Oh, for sure. Uh, and so that's it. That that was that was a big part of it. <laughs> the collection. That seems weird to me to like choose one dog breed over another. I understand that that's because somebody loves that a dog that they have. Mm -hmm. And so they get things that look similar to that dog, but it's also weird. It'd be weird for me to like, look up like a real specific kind of dog for a t-shirt to make sure I have that kind of dog in a shirt. (laughs) You say you love all dogs. Yeah, yeah, I like dogs as a general thing. <laughs> you don't like specific, you're not a breedist. I'm not a breedist. I wouldn't choose one breed over another, no. That's good, that's, that's big of you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I did expose earlier in this uh, episode that I voted liberal. Ah, correct, correct. So, mm-hmm. uh, do you have a dog right now? No. Right. If I did, I probably wouldn't have reacted to it that way. Yeah, I would have been said, like, oh, yeah. I love this kind of dog. And I would have like picked it up and kissed it on the mouth or something white. Oh, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They, they, they said that the, the, the dog, the, the shelters are pretty much empty now because of the pandemic. Everybody. Went adopt, yeah. Everybody went and adopted dogs. It's very, it's, it's uh, the one good story out of 2020. That's wait. I didn't know that there were still like out of dogs. Let's go make dogs. You know what? There's a market. <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast and you have an undersexed dog, if your dog is an incel, I'm talking to you. Slip into my DMs with pictures of your dogs. We'll match them up with other dogs. Dogs, we'll do it. That's, that's capitalism for you right there. <laughs> yeah, we'll all meet up in a dog park at the same time. We'll all park backwards, you know, like, and then we'll just leave the dogs be. We'll watch which ones hump which ones. The shelters are empty. I got a plan. Yeah, let's repopulate these shelters. That's good. That's good. Or if you're just a piece of trash person that wants to get rid of your dog, mm-hmm. just give me your dog. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. I want a dog, but I live in an apartment. It doesn't make sense for me to have a dog. You live very close to me, right? I do. I live extremely close to you. In fact, if I just left my window open the whole time and we just yelled loud enough, we wouldn't need to do this over Zoom. <laughs> I mean, next time, if we do this again, next time, we should do Romeo and Juliet style. Is that a scene from Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, they used Zoom in that. Don't you remember? That was the first time Zoom Oh, the one where they used Zoom, of course. Who could forget that? Yeah, this is very advanced for its time. Very controversial, but it worked. Yeah, and people are like, Shakespeare, this this is a great play, but what's with the Zoom? Yeah, yeah. No, but but they pulled it off. I was very proud of them. (laughs) Yeah, I bet they did. Yeah. I bet they did pull it up. So wait, so are you working during this time now? I am. I am working from, from home. home? Mm-hmm. How uh, often do you have to do meetings? Uh, for a while there, it was, you know, every other day. But uh, this time of year, it gets very quiet at my job. So uh, I've not had a Zoom meeting for a while. It feels like everyone's unemployed and I love it. 
Yeah, it's it's definitely got a weird end of the world vibe right now, uh, which is I, I feel like I don't know about you, but sometimes when I wander around LA uh, at this time, it does feel like this is biblical era stuff right now. So you think you're living in I Am Legend? No, I feel like I feel like in 500 years when the next version of the Bible is written, like the next testament. Mm-hmm we'll we'll make it this this 2020 this era will be in it 2020 will make an appearance in the next version of the bible and that's kind of exciting. i hope it's also called the king james version of the bible but it's lebron's logo <laughs> <laughs> but it, it just it, it feels very i don't know not just i mean we elected a con artist as president that should that should make but we also unelected the, the a con scriptures. artist so yeah. you know fool yeah. me once We'll see about Shame that. on you. We'll see how Fool me twice. Goes. Won't get fooled again. When do you think this will come out? Uh, in 20 years. Because I was, because I would, it will be curious. I, that's, that's my big question is what the next two months are going to be like. Uh, that's, that's, oh, when that's going to come out. I thought you meant the story of everything Trump did in office. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. all the background stuff, like the Oliver Stone story of what's going to be happening. I don't know if Oliver Stone will be healthy enough to make this movie. I think in 10 to 20 years, this is going to be an incredible movie about all the blunder that happened in the White House during these last four years. When do I think the results will come out? Mm-hmm. I think somewhere in the next three to four days. I think it will be before Monday, but I don't think it's going to be in the next 24 hours. It's this, it, the, this the, the thing that kind of uh, sucks is that this would have Trump's administration in the whole last four years would have been such a great show on HBO it would have been yeah. really. It would have been the funniest show ever on television, if we if we had that distance and saw it as a comedy. It would be this mm-hmm. is this is the best writing and most I can't believe, but going through it is you know. Yeah, CNN felt like um, Tiger King. I think the show was called. Ah, uh-huh. oh <laughs> sure. Like at yeah. the end of every episode, you're like, oh yeah, and then they lost their hand. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, that's a yeah. big bomb to drop to act like you weren't dropping a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh. It, it, it's hopefully in 20 years, it will be a funny uh, anecdote to share, but uh, it was pretty I, scary I just, to go through it. I just don't know in the next two months if, if things are going to get kind of rotten. That's my big. Well, point. let me ask you this. What, what was more comfortable? Your, mm-hmm. your marriage or mm-hmm. uh, this Trump presidency? I had a nice marriage. Uh, it just didn't work out. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, she's great. Uh, so this by a, a thousand million years. Oh, that's okay. Good, good. Yeah. And if she, that means she listens, you, you responded as if she's going to listen to this. So uh, oh, yeah, thank yeah. you for having a very cordial divorce with yeah. my friend Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a question for you since we're uh, both have girls' names. Mm-hmm. Did that, was that ever a problem for you? Nah, no, I grew up in the South. It's not that uncommon. Uh, really? No. Oh, because of the like civil Whitney, Whitney, that's the rights. Um, Civil War guy. No, no, it's it's very common for there to be a certain type of, like Lindsay and Ashley mm-hmm. and Brandon and Whitney. Yeah, and Shannon. Did I say Shannon? Already? I've met some. Wit- I've met some. I think I've met two male Shannons. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends growing up was a, a man named Ashley. Mm-hmm. Aaron. There's a lot of there's of a lot of names where it's kind of on the edge, and it's just it's mm-hmm. just kind of a uh, common thing in the South. Okay. No. I don't think it was a big thing for me either. It was like the occasional time it would come up, but it really didn't loom over me. Right. 
But yours is spelled A-A-R-O-N, correct? Yeah, but kids don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever, if they decided to tease me, which never really lasted that long, no one was like, that's a girl's name. And then someone went, not the way he spells it, though. You know, like, that's never... <laughs> Kids care about spelling. That's a... Yeah, exactly. And then the kid goes, oh, you're right. My bad. Right, My bad. Right. I was just looking for a thing to tease him about. Are you working now? Are you... Uh, uh, what, what is your lockdown lifestyle going on? I returned to work two months ago, and then I quit that job two weeks ago. Oh, is that a yay, or is that... What's the... Well, how does that if you ask me that's yay if you ask them i'm an asshole all right do you want to speak to it a little bit or is it is there still i spoke about it a little bit but yeah no there's nothing legal no 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 when i got back it was they brought back half the staff but they had an increase in production Mm -hmm. and i was like oh this is uh too much that's not the way you're supposed to do this and Uh they also they brought in everyone to work and nobody to build for like two months, despite the fact that there was an increase. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, we'll just do this and catch up. You'll be one fourth the crew, but you're going to have six times the work. And I went, Boy. no, no, I'm not. You have to find someone to do that. I, yeah. So I, I walked from it. I so told are- them I did work for, I worked for like two months and I told them like, hey, I'm burning out. Like I'm going to need some help. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we'll help. And then they just never did. And so, so so, there was a long drawn out once a week, like, hey, guys, I'm really burning out still. And I really need your help. And then being like, oh, we hear you. But ah, that's, that's your job. And you're like, no, I'm watching you guys take long six hour breaks. Mm-hmm. I'm watching you guys, you know, like take two weeks off because your mom's coming to visit. No one asked for that. You know, like, right. Just like that kind of stuff where you're like, I'm watching your personal life fall on my plate. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so just kind of just kind of taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, they did, but they also blamed like, well, you know, with COVID. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, but you're not reacting to it. You're making me <laughs> react to you react to it. Right. So like, yeah, so that it fell apart. And I don't mind that it fell apart. All right, that's good. Although I'm still decompressing from it. I'm still very stressed out from it and I'm trying not to be. Mm. What that's you, my what current you- condition right now as a person. Are you taking lots of walks? Yeah, I'm taking walks. I'm not, like, I'm getting, I'm finally starting to sleep better. But it's like, you know, having a tough time sleeping or waking up being, like, stressed out from a job that I don't even have anymore. Right. You know, like, and I'm like, oh, I think I found a solution to a thing that's not my responsibility no more. Oh, right, (laughs) right, right. And so it's like like that kind of thing. You have a thing when you, did you ever play Tetris a lot? All the time. Did you have the thing where after you would stop playing Tetris, you would still be yep. playing Tetris in your brain? Yeah, the Tetris dreams. For sure, I had the Tetris dreams. What do you, do we, I don't know why I've never looked that up because that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, what, what is going on? It's a common thing. Yeah. Because you've put your brain in a gear and it just because you stopped the thing that starts the gear doesn't mean it doesn't still turn. It will it's stop really- turning, but it, but it takes a while. Your brain's still like, oh no, this is a completion. The, the most annoying dreams I remember ever having was when I first started, uh, when I got out of college and I was working and I was an admin, which is a lot of filing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would have filing dreams. And it was just the Yeah, that sounds awful. Just out, I'd wake up and be like, oh my God, I've been filing for six hours in my dream. This is the, because first of all, it's just boring and annoying. So yeah. it's not even scary. It's just a dumb, mm-hmm. annoying dream. 
see, I was having dreams about my job that I just quit. Mm. And I noticed that I wasn't thinking funny anymore and I wasn't tweeting and there wasn't jokes to be made. And I was like, as a comic, that's what I value in myself. Sure, and sure. so I need to put that ahead of this other thing. I, um, I, ha- I used to have coffee nightmares when I worked in a coffee shop for years. <laughs> well, tell me about that. The coffee nightmare was the same. And that was, I was in bed and people mm. would come into my room and they would order their drink and just stand by my bed. And I'd be like, all right, one hot mocha. And, wow. then, and then the next person would come in and then they would order a drink. I'm like, all right, one hot mocha, one caramel uh, latte. And then the next person would walk in and then there's like four or five people. And then I realized I don't have an espresso machine in my room. I can't serve <laughs> these people. What am I going to do? And then I would wake up and then I would pace around my apartment and be like, I got to figure out a way to get these drinks to these people. And then I would have to be like, these people aren't real. Wow. But then I'd be awake and now I'm awake. And now I only got ever so many hours of sleep. And that would, and that's a, it was just constant. Aish, you took coffee seriously. Yeah. And then I would sit there and wait the two hours for me to go to coffee work and actually experience the night. Whitney Melton's awesome. Whitney lives by me, so I run into him at the grocery store all the time or at the brand new Target. In fact, when I booked him to do this, I ran into him at the brand new Target and he was like, oh, it's so great to see you. I just saw this guy humping a tent outside your building. I think he was getting a blowjob from a homeless lady. And I was like, ah, oh, Whitney's the best. We gotta, we gotta get him away from them tents and on more podcasts. Actually... I'm surprised Whitney doesn't have his own podcast. He essentially gave me a pretty fun, great interview that's unlike any other interview I've ever had. How fun. He he threw out some great questions. I'm a little jealous and upset because it's my show and I should have been throwing out great questions at him. But you know, when someone else is uh, shining in a way, you follow. And he was shining with those questions and I followed. And it was a great conversation because of it. Thank you, Whitney. Love having you on the show. Guys, you can follow Whitney on Instagram at Whitney Smelton. I know his name is Whitney Melton, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-M-E-L-T-O-N. But he threw an S in the middle, as if it's Whitney S. Melton. Or maybe it's just Whitney Smelton, because that's funny and it sounds ridiculous. Whitney Smelton. (laughs) Whitney, thank you. Thank you for doing the show. Loved having you on. Guys, next week I'm excited for because I feel like all of you comics out here in Los Angeles know Mr. Joshua Snyder, but you don't really know Joshua Snyder. You know, like Josh is the booker of Flappers and he's been at Flappers for eight, nine years. And we talk about Flappers and we talk about his time there and we talk about him and we talk about his. I mean, I want to call it a weird personality, but I want to like also protect him. But also, I don't need to protect him. He knows it's a weird personality. And I, I love the guy. And we started doing stand-up around the same time. I've been watching him perform the entire time I've been doing stand-up. And him the same with me. And so we have an interesting dynamic that I don't think a lot of you get to have with Josh. And I want to show that. And just as a little preview for the whole thing, I asked him specifically 
about the negative reputation that Flappers has and how it's such a punchline in the scene. And if you guys want to hear him answer that, it's coming up right now or next week, depending on when you listen to this. Guys, thank you. By the way, I should plug myself. I still have stickers and pins available. DM me $10 on Venmo at Aaron M. Marsh with your address, and I'll mail it to you right away. I love them. People love them. I keep getting pictures of them. I keep showing them to people, making, and it makes other people buy them because they go, oh, what a great thing this is. It'd be a part of that cycle. I love it. Uh, the other thing is, you know, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. I haven't had a review for this podcast in over a month, and I refuse to accept that. Give it another review. Say something crazy like, Aaron Aaron sent in fraudulent votes or something. and this... <laughs> Wait a second. I don't know if that's a good thing to tell you guys to do. But write something ridiculous. Make the most ridiculous review you can think of. Do that. Um, one person gave me a negative review and I can't even read it. I want to read it and have them, you know, I want to see why I got the one star. Maybe two star. I don't know. I'd love to know that. doesn't matter. It doesn't. Guys, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Hit it. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me. I gotta be me.